0: To episode 436 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that's got the gang back together. In this episode, we talk about Adrian Mark, Little Homes, and Squid Game. I'm Andrew Sale. I'm Lauren Rubin. I'm Patrick Hill. So hose down those hiking boots and throw those soiled clothes in the wash because
1: it's time to reconnect. You smell better than when you left.
0: By the way, leave that that grumble sound. That that was intentional. Like, I haven't been doing this in a while. I had to clear my throat. Yeah. That's what that was.
2: <laughs> Kick the dust out In case out you of wondered here. why I didn't give I you enough break between.
1: If I started doing it and then you, were, then you stopped me and then you took over. Then why didn't you propose that? <laughs> I when forgot. I was writing the I'm script. I'm just
2: happy I didn't have to do the joke at the end.
0: <laughs> I could... Keep this in because here's the thing.
2: (laughs) So I've been
0: listening the last two months. I've listened to every episode on release. You didn't forget
2: about us. And um,
0: I legitimately, when I was hearing Lauren do the after joke, I legitimately wondered two things. One, how much longer it took to record the intro because you had to give her what you were going to say in enough time so she could plan what she was going to say or How much anxiety she had having to come up with things on the spot. Like, those were the two thoughts that went through my head for the last eight weeks. Which one was it?
1: I didn't give her any planning time. Yeah. So it was just anxiety. anxiety. Every day. Just pure anxiety. All right. Good. I knew it was one of the two. Um, And the thing is, she chose to deliver a response immediately every time. So it's not like she would even take time to think about it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I just just went for it, you know. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like lean from
1: that what you will. Okay, my head just got the situation. I just got real light-headed. This is not my
2: specialty. This is this is why we have like like our our jobs divided up here. Like we all have our own skills.
1: (laughs) Hey, if I could take a moment to talk about our patrons real quick. A one, Mm -hmm. thank you for participating in the show.
2: Yes.
1: Mm -hmm. B slash two, please continue to send money. <laughs> c slash three if you aren't a patron just know in this episode so far we've talked about getting peg-legged and little homes and you're not gonna know what that means well you can probably guess the first one but you're not gonna know what that means unless you pay two dollars four dollars or six dollars a month becoming a patron of the show so you can get the unedited ep- unedited episodes i hate that stupid word. Unedited one, too many, one too many syllables that's patreon.com slash of one podcast. Uh, yeah, there's been, yeah. let me, let me check. The That's time 11 minutes, 11 minutes, 11 of, minutes, of unedited mm-hmm. footage so far. Uh,
2: all that goodness. Yeah,
0: so far. And there's no telling what might happen. It's been eight weeks. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. I have eight weeks <laughs> yeah. of critiques for you guys. <laughs> I've been oh, making I notes. Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> and uh, no, but legitimately. So I, I took the last couple months off and listening back and, and listening to all the guests we had on. Thank you for showing up uh, in a big way and doing some really cool stuff, some really fun conversations. Uh, I learned a few things from some people and uh, it was cool. I, I'm a little sad that I didn't get to talk to some of these people. Uh, I've talked mm. to a lot of them, but I have never talked to Kate. Uh, so listening to her, her, uh, her host was, was cool because yep. I'm used to seeing her in Slack, but I've never conversed with her. So I just
1: want you to know that I messaged Kate to be on this show. Send her a private message. She never responded to me. Still hasn't to this day. Sure, responded to me. Lauren yeah. messaged her. Immediately jumps on the show. Sure.
2: <laughs> well, That's... Kate and I talk almost every day anyway. So, like, maybe she just missed it. Did you send it from your Squatching account? I, I, it's through uh, when it still Slack. existed. It's through no, Slack. Through Slack. I oh. it in
1: Slack. In a Slack message, my name is the only name on that account. It's got she... the verified M of one <laughs> host. Like <laughs> <she> all <laughs> of yes, the hosts yes. have the verified she icon. <laughs> she for sure <laughs> saw it. She, I mean, she's in Slack every day talking. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, so Kate, what what the hell why is that? You, why didn't you bring that you up on the show? You just
2: that some people like me more than you. That's, <laughs> because I didn't
1: want to get the actual answer. Answer. I need to bring it up. <laughs> <I> <laughs> when, yeah, you. When don't I don't have get... to confront reality. Yeah, I get it.
0: Uh, so yeah. So thank you. Uh, it was a, it was a long, um, couple months in a, in a lot of ways. And then in uh, in other ways it flew by. Like when I was thinking last week, you and I started talking and I realized, Oh, like I'm back next week. Uh, yeah. two months can fly by pretty quickly. A lot of stuff has happened. So, uh, mm-hmm. buckle up everybody. The next six hours is going to be downloading, um, all of what <laughs> happened for the last eight <laughs> weeks. So, uh, my around the table is going to be a roller coaster, uh, but I will start the. I will start. I'm not going to tell you everything that happened <laughs> like- in the last couple months. Um, yeah, but there were a couple of fun things uh, that I do want to just highlight the the powerful facial hair series that I that I got to do with Hero Complex Gallery sure. for their um, mm-hmm. for their sketch card show was an absolute blast. Being off of social media and being off of the podcast yeah. when this was happening was difficult cuz it was a lot of fun to do and i wanted to share with everybody <laughs> what uh what we did that show was incredible uh and all of all of the pieces mm-hmm. i was surprised I how quickly show. they sold out like within like 4 hours i think all of my cards were gone which was flattering and super cool um for those of you who missed out on those cards mm-hmm. i do have powerful facial hair series 2 coming out in november um, on my own, not as part of like a main, a main show, but, uh, I was going to say, be... is that
2: when the next one is? I don't remember. No, it's not.
0: <laughs> but, uh, but hero complex is going to, uh, going to promote the show for me. So I talked to them. I'm actually right doing them on the hero complex gallery oh, nice. cards so that they match with the other ones. Um, so even though it's not part of like a big group show, they are, uh, being awesome. Adam Smasher is being awesome in, uh, uh, helping me promote that show. So uh, series two is coming out and then I already have plans for series three that'll come out just after the holidays. That one m- might be in conjunction with the next sketch card show because I think the next sketch card show is in January. So whether or not I want to do it in December or January, mm-hmm. that will determine whether or not it's part of that, the bigger show. So anyway, that was a lot of fun. I hated not being able to talk about it and talk about the pieces, like the your your cat piece. To yeah. We got to like, this is the first time we've, like, co... Like, it's not... We didn't do the same piece, but, like, we collaborated on the idea of doing, like, a yeah. partner piece, right? So, like, I did Massimo mm-hmm. and you did uh, the mm-hmm. cat, and it was a lot of fun. So, if you didn't yeah. see those pieces, you can hop on to Instagram and go back and, <laughs> and see those things we talked you about. You can't it. hop onto Instagram. I know, Patrick. We recorded this episode on the day that Instagram shut down, and you would have thought that all of the world's airports were grounded. Like everything in <laughs> like, everybody <laughs> shut down Facebook, Instagram, and anything that's tied to that company. And it was incredible to me to see yeah. how, uh, how much everything just came to a halt. Uh, and I want to talk about that in in a second, like about the, you, like you had read some stuff about it, Patrick. And I want to talk about that in a second, but here's how that impacted me directly. We just kicked off this Disney drawtober <laughs> and All of that is focused (laughs) around social media engagement. Oh, yeah. People posting their drawings and Mm -hmm. uh, commenting and sharing and all those things. It's really hard to stay up on all that when you can't do it, (laughs) when you can't post your drawings. So, um, well, yeah.
2: What? I mean at least it wasn't just you cuz like I was literally trying to post stuff this morning like editing a reel and then it just like wasn't working and so I was about to like throw my phone across the room. Sure. <laughs> it's
0: hard to do social media challenges when social media is down. That's that's my point. Uh yeah. and what did you, so as of record it literally just came back within the last 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. Patrick, you read some stuff about it. What happened?
1: Yeah. Who knows. Yeah.
0: Uh one last thing that I want to talk about. Uh like I said, draw Disney drawtober is up and running. We've got some fun stuff yeah. this year. Patrick, you talked about it last week. Did a good job uh pitching pitching it. Uh one thing that we're doing that's that's different this year, we do the, and you guys talked about it, it's a week long challenge. However, um we are doing these uh what we are calling impromptu uh drawing challenges mm-hmm. throughout the week. So there will be um different inspir like impromptu inspirations that all live under the main umbrella of what the theme is that week. So if the theme is a classic Disney villain, well uh, the today's post is about, uh, we narrowed the field on that and said Pinocchio bad guys and gave examples Mm -hmm. of some of the bad guys from Pinocchio or the first impromptu inspiration was animal bad guys. Uh, And so it it's there to do one of two things, either one narrow the field so that people who are having a hard time deciding what to draw under what is a rather large umbrella, um, it can give them more mm-hmm. inspiration and, and make the, the, uh, the sandbox a little bit more manageable or, uh, for those who are like me or like a couple of other people in our, in our, uh, community, give them more opportunities to draw different things so that they can draw more than once each week. So, uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. We've already seen a yeah. lot of people, um, jumping on board and we can't wait to see what uh what continues to happen with that. The final thing is uh I'm getting ready I see to some really
2: cool stuff that people have been making.
0: Yeah, and they're they're doing some there's some fun mashups. There's one person and uh I don't have it in front of me right mm-hmm. this second, unfortunately, who's doing classic movie posters but reinvented with Disney villain characters. Like the first one was yes. Silence of the Lamb, but it was Silence saw... of Jasmine. Uh and then there's another one snow Mm -hmm. white and uh but it was it's snow white but it was done like the this is the us the us poster uh from jordan peele um it's Uh, quite quite cool it's Mm -hmm. like the the evil queen i think with the witch face she's like taking the witch face off or it's vice versa or whatever it's really cool so oh cool lots of fun stuff uh so i don't think
2: i saw that one yet but it must have happened before Instagram crashed it, it
0: literally <laughs> happened it was it my my Instagram page was stuck on that one so I saw it several times today when I kept going oh. to try to get Instagram to update um, and then finally uh, I get to in the in the vein of Disney uh, the Lion King is coming the Broadway show is coming uh, to San Antonio in a couple of weeks and uh, I get the opportunity to go and work that show it's like uh, it's fun. like baseline I'm helping so I'm helping sell merch, um, but it was an opportunity. I'm like to 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 be on the Disney payroll for a few weeks, uh, get to know some of the Disney <laughs> people who are responsible for like the the traveling like entertainment shows, and uh, and at the same time uh, make a little extra money. But what's cool about it is San Antonio, the theater that it's in is a historic theater called the Majestic mm-hmm. Theater, and the Majestic Theater. Is what is called and what's known as like an open theater, meaning there's no like external hallways or external doors. Once you enter, other than going to the bathroom, you are in the theater, like the back of house and all that stuff. The lobby is all open concept. So I'll be selling merch, but I'll be able to watch Mm. the show every night because it's all going to be right there in front of us. So it's going to be a really, really cool. Have you seen um, the show before, by the way? I have. I saw it in Tampa when it was touring, gosh, fifteen years ago or more. Um, it's been it's been a bit. But uh Yeah, I yeah.
2: saw it a really long time ago as well. So I'm yeah. excited
0: for that. And they're 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 giving us You're gonna all... have circle
2: of life stuck in your head forever. I know.
0: It'll be <laughs> yeah, indefinite. But they're giving us uh obviously shirts and and they all have like these these custom masks that say roar really big across the front of them, and so they're giving us those masks to wear. So <laughs> I'm excited. I know it's weird because it's like it's a very what would can be considered like a menial like uh, job, um, but it's with Disney and it's for a very limited amount of time. But it's a cool experience uh, to work alongside um, the the Broadway touring show. So I'm excited for that. If you want to go see the Lion King, it's uh, it's going to be at the Majestic Theater for I think it runs from like October 19th or 20th through the first week. Of November, so there's like a three week span where that's happening. So that was my two months. Uh, Patrick, why don't you? uh that was catch surprisingly us up brief. Happened. Yeah, <laughs> you know, was. I had I had a seven and a half uh, page like legal pad full of notes. You know how many times I I audibly and I we've heard this over the years, right? Where people are like, I'm yelling at the I'm yelling at my radio or I'm yelling at my computer when you guys are talking about stuff so- yeah. yeah, I I get it. I get it now, like I'll know that what you're saying. Did you?
2: What was like the number one thing um, that like made you yell at us? You know what so I mean? Thing, like <laughs>
0: I can't remember. There, there were some corrections, but there is there was one infraction that I do sure. feel like needs to be clarified. When Uh-oh. Patrick when Patrick said that I told him about only murders in the building, he said that all I told him <laughs> was that it's a show about podcasts, and that was it. And I'm like, that is some yeah. bullshit. I can go back and read the text (laughs) thread uh, of where I made this big, long pitch about what the show was and that and whatever and all the people who were in it. And here's why I think you'll like it. I gave him like uh, easily four paragraph little good pitch diatribe. Yeah, like uh, bigger than an elevator pitch, honestly, like it would have been like a elevator pitch on a skyscraper. And and then he watched it. And, his, and then the only thing he says thats that I'm like, oh, uh, Andrew said it was just a show about podcasts. I don't want to watch that. Um, so that was one infraction I needed to clarify. This
2: proves how much of that text Patrick actually read, though. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess if you're talking about
0: what was, <laughs> what was read versus what was said. Yeah, there's a, there's a
1: difference there. So mm-hmm. anyway, I did have. I think four different people asked me if you were hiking in upstate New York.
2: I had two people ask, "Like, are you okay?"
1: (laughs) I had several people text me and say, "Like, I know,
0: like, I, I know you're on your trip right now, but
1: (laughs) 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 just so you know, uh, he did go hiking." (laughs) So anyway, Ah, just um, once, (laughs) a a couple things, a couple things for this week. One, I actually want to share something with y'all real quick. It's I I just sent y'all both a link. It's for the mm-hmm. uh, MOFT, I'm going to say MOFT, uh, Smart Desk Map. I was on Kickstarter earlier. I like to jump in every now and then to see what's kind of going on. And uh, this struck me as something I think that uh, y'all could both find very, very useful. And I know it's not my master category, so i got to slip it in over here. But uh, basically, it's a, a large mat. It's large enough mm-hmm. that it could hold an iPad, a phone, a watch, an a, a, a Apple Pencil, like several items. Uh, And it's made where not only can you mount those devices to it, you can change the pitch of those devices. They also have uh, a couple NFC hotspots embedded. So like when you bring your phone up to the map, you can swipe the hotspot and it'll like bring it to a certain app on your phone or something like that. So Mm. that way, like when you're jumping into work mode, you can kind of like center or whatever. Uh, yeah. I I could totally see Andrew you using this while you're sketching something on the iPad. I, I it seems really cool, so you should you should for sure check it out. Also, you might check it out and say Patrick, this is completely useless. There's no way I would ever use something like this, and that's fine if you feel that way. Uh, I would maybe purchase this item just so I could regularly say hotspots. <laughs> that's perfectly fine <laughs> to do. And the thing is, it's
2: I like, like it. It's like eighty mm. bucks.
1: It seems it seems reasonable to me.
2: It oh, it's nice to have on an it, airplane, so you don't like lose all the little pieces you have while you're trying to work. You know, I clicked
0: on the link that you sent, and I have a greater understanding of it now. It's a full pad, like it's a full yeah, like a desk pad. I I was picturing like small, like essentially like air tags. That's what I was picturing, like an NFC chip that you were oh, just no, setting this things is much down bigger. on. Bigger. Yeah, this is cool, and it actually has the holders for things. I'm
1: I'm. That's what I, I'm saying. It is a mat. Mm-hmm. If you imagine like a a, a, a a imagine like a leather mat that would sit on your desk, it's a mat that is large enough that a phone, an iPad, a pencil, a notepad could all sit on it. And then that entire mat, those things are attached to it, and you can like change the the angle that it's I, oriented at.
0: I am into this. Mm-hmm. I actually might buy this right now. Yeah, because this yeah. is cool. this is a very handy little deal.
1: Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. I, I I saw this. I thought of you. I wanted to share it. Now you have it. Um, outside of that, Only Murders in the Building, I'm glad that you mentioned it because this latest episode mm. uh, coincided with mm. International Week of the Deaf. It's it's this uh, week oh. around the time that the uh, World Federation of the Deaf, I believe, was instituted. It, it all corresponds to the last week of September. And with that happening, the latest episode of Only Murders in the Building is actually Completely silent episode. It's um, oh. the final it, episode or this latest episode. This latest episode. Okay, okay, So okay. It, it's the episode that kind of came out with this this yes. week. And obviously, I'm not going to give away any spoilers to the episode, but I'm just saying it, it's basically an entirely silent episode. Genuinely, in the entire episode, I think less than ten words are spoken, um, wow. and it is incredible. It's just such a great uh, piece of TV. Absolutely cannot recommend this up. The other thing that I found out through this episode, I haven't been reading about this, and I I should, but in every intro to every episode, there is an Easter egg. In this week's episode, um, in the intro, when it's showing um, um, – I'm blanking on the the woman's name right now. But when it's showing her building window, there's scrabble pieces. And if you unscramble them, they spell the word silence, which, of course, would – Fit yeah. with this this latest episode but it also means you should go back and look for the easter egg and all the earlier episode intros and this is something that the the um oh uh, it's it's specifically in the intros it's specifically in the intros oh awesome it's i i, I cool. is, is my understanding and this is something that the creators have talked about that they put easter eggs in uh so it's something to go back and, and actually look for And and on that note, there's an incredible game of Scrabble that takes place during this episode as well. So, yes,
0: so let me. Yeah, there is. Uh, This episode, there's two things about TV that I want to reference. One is Only Murders in the Building, the other is Survivor. And I want you to be able to talk about the thing that you said last week that you were going to wait for me. Um, But with Only Murders in the Building, um, I haven't had a chance to talk about it on the show. I absolutely Mm -hmm. adore this show. This show is phenomenal. It has one or it has taken the number one premiere spot in Hulu history. It has already been renewed for a season two. Um, And so if you're liking what you're seeing, there's going to be more of it. This past episode was so creative. And I talked to somebody about it today, talking about if you're an audiophile, you will like this episode because it is very creative using minimal to no sound right or mi- minimal to no uh spoken language spoken words but the sound that they use their sound throughout the whole thing but the yes. sound is very intentional the sound mm-hmm. uh is from the perspective again not giving anything away about the episode the s- the sound is from the perspective of a deaf person and so you're hearing low tones muffled Distant sounding like, uh, spoke like speech and things. Um, but that's it. That's pri- you're very, very infrequently in this episode outside of that person's perspective, like looking on at a third person perspective. Most of the show is done in that almost like you have your ears covered with like seashells or something. And it's it's phenomenal how they communicate this entire episode in that way. It is ultra creative and i am i am here for it like yeah a big it's
1: time. mixed incredibly well and mm-hmm. the thing is even when it switches to non-deaf characters y- you hear that switch happen through the mixing but again there's still not they do yeah, words right um yes. which is awesome and uh probably the funniest part and i'll point this out because it happens uh within the first 60 seconds um but typically all these episodes have a narrator that kind of sets up the beginning of the episode whoever mm-hmm. Um, and in this case because the primary person is deaf there's actually a moment where he turns and looks directly at the camera breaks the fourth wall and a subtitle pops up yes as though he is <laughs> narrating what's happening yes um, which is it, but that's the only way that you would know it should serve as narration is right. for him to break
0: the fourth he's wall he's looking directly at us and yeah. sign and the whole thing is is done in ASL too like oh, that's a cool. full ASL so I'm wondering if if like I'm wondering I would have to read up on it, but I was impressed with the amount of like, uh, um, what what the heck is his name? I'm totally, I was literally just talking about him today. Nathan Lane. Yes. Nathan Lane seems to have a, it seems to be very well versed in ASL. So I'm wondering how much of it he came into this with versus how much he had to learn. Because it's 40 minutes almost. These episodes are, you know, they're decent, decent episodes of primarily mm-hmm. ASL.
1: And Nathan um, Lane cool. gave an incredibly, just incredible, dramatic performance in yeah. this episode. Yeah. I cannot say enough good things. Like, this is genuinely, in my opinion, the best episode of the series so far. It's and not it's the already... funniest, but it is no. very, very good. It's incredibly good. Okay, Survivor. I'll, I'll. well, this will be the last thing. We'll move on to Lauren, but- um, let me set this up again. Don't you dare apologize to me, Lauren. Let me set this up. Uh, <laughs> he didn't. She, she said you were okay for apology. <laughs> okay. So um, in Survivor, uh, Jeff probes when, uh, whenever you're setting up a challenge, whenever people are literally walking into the challenge, he come would always in, say, guys. come on in guys. That's the phrase. He's been saying that for, we're now starting season 41. So the last 40 seasons slash 20 years, what twenty one because we missed COVID. Yeah. Twenty years he's always <laughs> said, "Come on in, guys." Well, this season they made it a point uh, twice within the first episode to ask the question if um, not ask ask the question if "Come on in, guys" is uh, uh, I don't know misogynistic, uh, too gendered, whatever. That, that's the if question. It, is it inappropriate? It, is it
0: outdated? Is
1: it in is it in need of being updated?
0: That was kind of right. how he presented it. And
1: uh, and again, it's brought up twice in the episode. The first time, the the consensus is no, it's fine, and then later on in the episode, uh, actually during the first challenge, uh, someone says, "Actually, I've thought about it, and I I don't think it's fine." Yeah, go ahead. I think it. it's interesting because
0: the first time the person that speaks up is a lesbian, a a gender like a gender normative lesbian so she's a she was born a female uh, identifies as a female she is mm-hmm. the one who kind of speaks up on behalf of the community and says Heavy. i think it's fine but then the second person who pops up in the second half of the episode is a gender normative male who is gay and he then says in thinking more about it so it's it's interesting that both sides uh, they come from both sides of the <laughs> spectrum
1: and I think yeah. this is what's created a lot of the conflict because ultimately Prope says that's fine. It's the last time I'll say it. I'm, you know, I'm glad to hear it. So now he just says, "Come on in." Yeah. He just drops the the guys. I wish he mm-hmm. would have said, "Come on in, human beings." I would have really liked that <laughs> change personally. But it's fine. But he, come on in, couple, folks. Here's a couple of things yeah. that have happened. Um, one is that people have said, "Well, it's an unnecessary change," and to bring it up twice in the episode to devote that amount of time to it like you could have just changed it and not said anything. And then B, it seems like you've devoted a lot of of time to it. And that seems like you're really trying to prove the point that you're woke. Yeah. I
2: was actually going to say before that, like when you, when you said this before, just, just changing it seems like, okay, that's a good idea. They've probably gotten responses that like, that's not like inclusive enough. And like, I remember the first time somebody told me that I was initially like, uh, okay, sensitive, (laughs) but like thinking about it more, I'm like, okay, like it really doesn't make any difference to like, you know, just think one second before you speak and like, just to be more careful about that if people do care. And so like, but the fact that they're like, look at how woke we are is a little stupid (laughs) to be honest.
1: (laughs) That's the perspective some people have. And the other thing that has kind of bugged people is that, the The person that ultimately said it bothers me is a gay man, as opposed to be, because it like is like someone a man. who
2: actually needs a different pronoun, or as or opposed to it actually yeah. being a
1: female. Because then some people believe that that he's almost speaking out of turn to say that that's a problem when it doesn't technically, like again, it apply doesn't apply. To, to, yeah. To, okay. So that that's what's created a, a lot of the conflict, and so Andrew. Yes. I know what my opinions are, and I'm happy to share my opinions. But instead of me leading with those, yeah. I would love to know, now that you're back to the podcast, let's jump straight into an incredibly political issue. Sure. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about it?
0: I am, 100%, I am 100% in favor of this change because I think it is a conversation worth having, and I think it's a conversation worth having publicly I think it is a, pub- a conversation worth having publicly, as an effort to show their intentional changes and in their effort to move forward. This is not the only thing that they've done this season, in an, with an intention to be different and to uh, transform the game and adapt the game. This they've made. They've been very clear. Yeah. This year is different mm-hmm. than any year before. In fact, I think the way he, Jeff says it is. I know that the that the logo says 41 but you can just drop the 1 or you can just drop the 4 because this is really like the very first season because we're starting from scratch. And so from that mm. perspective, I'm I'm all about it. I didn't think about the fact that they that they that they showed both sides of it. I could in my head I could see it having been just dedicated to the front portion or to the to the one where they actually make the change. Right. And I think that's great, but as I'm thinking about it even further in this discussion, I think you have to show both sides of it from a perspective for anybody who might have issue with it because you're saying, listen, we are trying. Mm -hmm. Half of the community represented at least on the show, which I think think it legitimately is a third or more of the contestants this year are not not like in a traditional male-female relationship. I think... At least thirty to to forty percent of the contestants are are LGBT on some level, and and not just the L part. No, like yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's it's truly it's a truly there's div- more letters involved. Yeah, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. um, that's cool. And so by I far think- the most diverse. Uh, by the way, when we talk about reality series casting, um, it's it's thinking in terms Big, of who we normally cover, like Big Brother and stuff like Big that. Big
0: Brother this year was the most. I mean, was the most um, was the most diverse it's ever been in terms of body type, in Mm -hmm. terms of of personality, in terms of skin color, all those things. And we've seen that same trend happen with Survivor, both of which are CBS shows. So good on them for making an attempt to, to, to actually do something about it.
2: Yeah. And like Bravo has made a big push this year to have more like racially diverse, even like housewives and stuff like that. But then Vanderpump rules, they failed again, but whatever. (laughs) So, but, but, so
0: I'll say this, I think them showing both sides is important to the conversation. It's important to the argument to see that you cannot just please, like by listening to one person who is in the LGBTQ um, community, um, they one person does not speak for everybody in the community so i think it's an important message to see that like mm-hmm. uh in an effort to be intentional in an effort to be considerate in an effort to be conscious and be forward thinking um it's the the waters are still murky and so i i'm I, i'm you know i support what they did i like what jeff said when he said if you have a problem with this for if you think i'm just caving into whatever uh, I'm at Jeff Probst on Twitter. I probably won't read it anyway. Like I, I like, I like the boldness <laughs> at which he goes after that. It seems like a boldness I can get on board with, which is I can't say the same for Julie Chen and her, her Bible thumpety ness, uh, and like her gospel, her gospel revolution that she's or this revival she's trying to see happen. Like I, they come from the same. Boldness, but I, I I think one is being handled a little bit better. So that's what I feel about the Sur- the Survivor mm-hmm. thing.
1: Yeah, I, I I actually think Survivor uh, would take the cake for well for sure the most sexually diverse diverse cast of any of those shows. My my feeling about it uh very very uh, quickly um for the group of people that would say why make the change like what's the point it's not needed uh, or like what does it matter then what I would probably respond is great. In the vein of what does it matter? What does it matter? <laughs> so I'm fine to see the change happen and drop the guys. Like it doesn't affect any part of the game. The The second piece of it is um, as far as silently dropping it, I do think there's importance in acknowledging when there are problems. And so I don't agree with the idea of silently dropping it. I, I do think it is good to acknowledge. Now, as far as acknowledging it twice, this is the part where it goes, okay, like, we're 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 really working hard at this. However, in fairness, it's day one. You got the day one jitters on the island. If I if I'm assuming like uh, assuming a, a, a almost like the best in the way it's handled. Day one nerves are not the day when you you make a big statement like that. Once you've had three days of nothing to do but sit around and think about the game. That is when you would go. Okay, actually, I've changed my mind. I've just had three days to think about it, sitting on a beach with nothing to eat or drink. Uh, I feel a little bit differently now. So, in fairness, I could actually mm-hmm. uh, fully see this being like a natural evolution of events, as opposed to it being something that was wedged in in yeah, order scripted. to make yeah. a, a larger scripted point. So, from all from all those perspectives, I'm fine with with That's how fair. it how it rolled out. Um, and I ultimately, I think it's it's a perfectly good change from the standpoint of the only thing it serves to do is help and not hurt. So why would you say no yeah. to that level of change? Yeah. So, cool. Uh, one mm-hmm. other thing, uh, just to keep it a little bit more political, I did uh, very quickly get assaulted this week. <laughs> and I just remembered it while we were talking. I yeah. almost worked it out of my head. And then I <laughs> just remembered that it happened. Um, but uh wearing a mask yeah uh, i definitely went to grab lunch. story pretty day where you can imagine what a mask looks like on my face uh andrew will draw a picture uh if that's needed and uh i, drew it, on, <laughs> I drew it on my
0: screen i just sharpied it on top of your Perfect. video right
1: now so you can see it <laughs> yeah. great so uh no I was walking into uh, a restaurant and this uh, i had a very awkward interaction initially initially i here's the interaction here's how it played out in my head walking up and I was walking by the mm-hmm. stand where uh, the uh, cashier was entering some stuff into a computer. There was, there was two, uh, not a cashier, but like a server. And there were two server servers standing there and uh, there's music on. And I'm kind of in that moment where like, there's not a lot of space. I'm a large guy everywhere. is not a lot of space. And as I'm walking by, um, the person typing stuff in the computer thought it was a good time to, to gyrate to the music. They did not see me. I'm directly behind them. Like, kind of facing them with my crotch because mm-hmm. i had, like turned sideways to create space it happened <laughs> all right mm-hmm. and the the other server saw not that it this. not that it matters male or female no no, no. <laughs> they're both female but okay the all right other server <laughs> saw what happened and started laughing okay <laughs> yeah. so this is this is the kind of situation i find myself in is this kind of awkward thing happen. Inadvertently where, grinding on this server. And me and one <laughs> server are in on it. The other one's not initially in on it. This thing happens. Okay, so that's where my, <laughs> that's where my mind is right now. Okay? And then within two seconds of this happening, because I'm still continuing to walk forward, I'm still propelling myself towards the door, a person who I'm not looking at, I can promise you I'm not looking at this person at this point, um... Wants my attention. I'm wearing my mask. They hit me in the arm and tell me uh, that mask will kill you. And like they're on the way out the door. Like what? they're, yes. And they're on the way uh, out. Like they're leaving. They're done eating. They're not going to sit down somewhere. So for my, you can imagine mm-hmm. the roller coaster of emotions, like the rubber banding that <laughs> my brain just goes through, through like, huh, this kind of this awkward from weird so weird funny thing to so serious. To like, yeah. Yes. And it, to explain, I do want to explain hit. Okay. Because I don't have bruises. I don't have a broken arm. But I I do want to explain. A, a tap. It is. It is, it isn't. No, no. It's more aggressive than a tap. And that's what I want to explain. Mm. A tap would be like, I'm trying to, like, you're not focused on me. So I'm going to, I'm going to like tap you on the shoulder to get your attention. Okay. And that, that's like the motion of like, I need you to focus on me so I can tell you I think you're a piece of shit. But the way it was done was as though it was your kind of weird uncle that you only see twice a year, and he always is a little bit too rough. A little too aggressive. Yeah, and so the hit was like, it was almost like a hammer fist hit in the shoulder that continued to throb for several minutes afterwards. I actually checked for a bruise. That's how hard the hit was. And, of course, he says that and just... Just keeps beelining it or like walking away. By the time my mind recovered from this roller coaster of, haha, this is kind of funny. And the, you know, two girls, you know what I'm saying? Like, haha, to like politics. Yeah. By the time my mind recovered, he was probably two states away. But then, <laughs> then I can this, tell you, I can tell you they were red states. <laughs> 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 but then of course then begins like the 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 inner masculine voice of mine is all this like like i should have punched him and i should have yelled at him but i should have done this and the reality of it because i've played all these scenarios times the reality of it all is the best thing that could have happened was what happened which is ultimately nothing yeah. afterwards yeah. like if you have someone that is that yeah. aggressive towards you to get your attention, just to let them, just to let you know how much they disagree with you, right? Nothing you're going to say to them is going to make them less aggressive. No. <laughs> like, yeah. they're not going to, nothing yeah. is going to say that's not going to, in turn, just turn up the heat even more. Uh, so there is no situation where that got better. And even if I'm in the right, yeah. which I was, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But even if I'm in the right... I still don't want to have to talk to police that day. Like I said, I got things to do. I got deadlines. for. I don't have time to like make a big point mm-hmm. or make a big scene. Like all that serves to happen is I make myself look like a belligerent jerk in the process by like involving authorities and stuff.
0: How long from when that exchange happened? Cause I, I'm, I can picture this. It's a pretty visceral story right in my head. Mm-hmm. How long from when that happened did you recover enough to text Mackenzie and I and say, "I just got punched by a guy who said like
2: at how least long ten did minutes." Okay, so you we were still we reeling. S- weird. We
1: sat down because I I was with uh, Mackenzie's boss, who is a pastor, by the way. <laughs> so that's the other thing too. Like I'm with a pastor when this happens. So uh, so that's, we
2: that's s- why I was telling you.
1: <laughs> like we sit down and I literally like I'm sitting there and I think he was trying not to say anything at first because he knew I was like trying to process process. And I literally just said, I really need you to talk to me right now because I'm like, I'm just getting worse sitting here. Like I need you to start <laughs> a conversation awkward, with yeah. me right now. And it was some bit after that, like a few minutes after he started talking with me that I finally thought, Oh, I'll text Andrew and Mackenzie and let them know what just happened. But yeah. that's crazy. Well, I'm and- glad
2: you didn't get hurt. Where you told me before, I was like picturing this to be a lot worse. <laughs>
1: probably probably early 50s something guy with who I assume was uh, his wife. Like it was a couple. Um, and uh, it was someone that would probably be old enough to be my dad. Like it was a that, it was an older person. Uh, this is probably, and this is the last thing I'll say, this is probably the thing that stands out to me the most. In the same way that the whole like, come on in guys, like if it's not hurting anybody, what does it matter? And that goes both ways. So much of this debate about masks you hear a very common phrase, which is the idea that it's my body. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, and so therefore, Taking away my freedom. it is, it is my choice to make. And by the way, in <laughs> Texas, that there's that. I was like, I don't really want to far. Far. get
2: into that one, but yeah, but but but, but there's <laughs> this
1: idea that it is, it is my decision to make about myself. And so I just real quick want to point out that if I want to wear a mask, that's my decision to make that about myself. It goes both mm-hmm. ways. That's, the people that's that are true. yelling Absolutely, it. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to consider that it goes both ways. Um, and so with that, I would like
2: to know what he thinks about the mask would kill you, but whatever.
1: <laughs> well, the thing I like to say is that his comment uh, looked about as stupid as he did um, <laughs> or sounded about as stupid as he looked. I, see, I can see. I'm already I'm getting upset now. You can tell because I'm like, yeah, oh, like your nowhere. face is getting red. No, that's <laughs> from the sun. Um, Lauren, so speaking of my body, my choice. uh <laughs>
0: Speaking of Patrick's body and Patrick's choice, Lauren, how was your week?
2: Well, I didn't get assaulted, so it sounds a little better than your week. Uh, You were unsalted. Yeah, unsalted. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I haven't been doing a ton of exciting things. Uh, Great British Bake Off is going on, but I talked about that last week, which I'm very excited about. Uh, I watched a lot of Big Brother. I caught up on the whole season, uh, basically most of it in the last week. Because I started at the beginning, and was keeping up, and then just like at one point stopped watching and then caught up. Um, Just to follow up on like what we talked about like a long time ago with the whole like cookout thing. Having seen the whole thing play out, I just think that they all played really well. I don't really feel like (laughs) it seemed too bad or anything. I don't know. They did a good job. Good job, everybody. That was fun to watch though. Especially like at the end. When it was just yeah. like the six of them and then they all have to like play alone.
0: <laughs> so let me say this. I didn't get a chance to comment on any of the big brother stuff, right? Yeah. Um and I'll just say this since you guys both watched it and you're both you're both well versed. Big D is so delusional that, yes. he, that he himself has convinced himself of these things. That as he talks about it, I start to get convinced of what he believes to be true about himself. So like he is so delusional that it <laughs> almost worked. Like it almost worked on me. But uh at the end of the day, well, I he's very I,
2: convincing, which is, you know, seemed to help him.
0: Yeah. Not convincing enough. I, I'm sure he but... only got that one vote from uh from Kyland, and that's just because Kylan was butthurt. That was a that was
2: an insane a-hole yeah he was. I did not like jerk. that guy yeah from very early on um I love that that uh Tiffany won like house guest of the year or whatever because I was like she is the MVP house of the season of the even though she did not win <laughs> or that's not what they call <laughs> it I don't she, I've only she, watched she a couple won most, seasons most I don't likely to called. be a
0: favorite house guest <laughs> that's the superlative she got <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was like what is it called it's like America's Choice Thank you, thank you, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that I was glad that she won because I definitely was like she was the like genius this season. um, so that was fun to watch. Um, I've been working on uh just some like smaller projects catching up, all that good stuff. Uh, I. Have been rereading Dune to kind of, you know, balance out the like Big Brother culture level. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to reread the whole book before the movie comes out, which is a a pretty big task because it's like 500 pages. But I'm making a big dent in it. So I think I'm going to make it. (laughs) I'm very excited for that movie to come out at the end of the month. So uh, I just got my email from
0: Evo today. that tickets are on sale. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I was actually thinking though at one point, like I probably won't have to finish the whole book. Cause there's no way one movie could cover this entire book, but that's fine. <laughs>
0: it's a nine and a half hour film.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for that movie. I think it'll be really cool. And like, uh, especially like watching the trailer after reading like a big chunk of the book again. Cause I've not reread really it or read it again since high school. So it's been like, since like 2009 since I read it or 2005 actually. So even longer, <laughs> Uh, so just it's a great book. If you never read Dune, I totally recommend it. If not, the movie will come out, and you can skip the book. <laughs> um, and then another fun movie that I checked out this week for sure, um, I checked out Malignant, which is a new horror movie. Um, it is <laughs> on HBO. Uh, is where I watched it. You can watch it in theaters. Um, it is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen and I definitely think like it achieves this really brilliant line of being absolutely hilarious but also still scary so uh, like if you like horror movies I definitely recommend checking it out because like you're gonna have an opinion about it one way or another <laughs> but it's definitely like like we were all watching it with like some wine and that was like a great afternoon <laughs> I, I,
0: I I want to I want to agree with you because because I don't fully disagree with you but to say that it's still scary and that it should be considered a horror movie, I think is misleading. And that's in my I opinion. It's still it's scary. It's
2: still it I it's still scary because like that the I don't wanna say too much because I feel like the trailer does not give away anything and it's very fun to just check out this movie knowing very little and being surprised by it but cuz it's so weird <laughs> it's so ridiculous it's, it's... like we were laughing so hard at the end but it's like the beginning is like really creepy so and <laughs> we were it, I love that they like hit all of the emotions
0: the yeah I just I can't I cannot recommend that movie to anyone I uh I can recommend <laughs> that movie I can recommend that movie to the guy that punched Patrick's arm. Like that's the only people who <laughs> no. I would want to watch that movie are people who I, who I would legitimately want to waste their time. That movie was not good. <laughs> it's it not was not a waste not of time.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, okay. Well, I, I kind of felt like it was like so bad. It was good again, but it was, it was fun. The
0: fact that you had wine, I think, uh, I think the fact that you had wine helped in, Enhance your likability. I would say,
2: like, don't watch it by yourself. Like, watch it with some friends where you can, like, talk on it and stuff because, like, it doesn't need to be taken very seriously. And like that, that was which definitely, is why like, I don't think it the atmosphere. Be,
0: right, which is why I don't think it should be considered a horror film. Like, if if that's if that's the idea you're going, I don't into know what with- other
2: genre you would possibly put it in. So I'm going to have to give it a little piece of horror. Like, you could even call it a horror comedy if you want to, but like, sure. It's certainly a horror movie. I like, can get on board with a horror comedy, but like, I don't think it was funny. It's not a straightforward horror movie. No, no, no. It is no. maybe like a horror movie slash something else, but <laughs> I don't know what that something else even is. It. It's just, it's somebody <laughs> who
0: wanted to make a horror movie, but they went on an acid trip and that's what they came up with. It's like oh, the I think second that they half like, of, of Sorry to Bother You after the twist. The whole movie is that. <laughs> that's, that's what I feel. Like, it's just ridiculous. Almost from the
2: outset. I was like, I want to say something that, but we'd have to cut it out because it's a spoiler. But yeah, can we don't. do that? Can I do that really quick? Okay, so I'm gonna clap. I think that they made up the creature and just worked backwards from there.
0: Oh, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yep. That's what happened. The guy. Yeah, but I didn't.
2: Yeah. I I don't want to ruin that. There is that at all. So <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. it's for sure something that you they put the cart before the horse for sure. <laughs> like,
2: mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> they they and, they
0: tried to backwards you know, have backwards compatibility of a story around a uh, a reveal an idea. That, that's it. yeah, yeah, that, I, that's
2: yes. i I definitely cool. think that that's how the movie was written, but we had a good time watching it. So I'll say if you if you like weird horror movies, go check this one out. Sure. Uh, and other than that, uh, I've just been uh, like I said, working on projects. We got Disney Drawtober. I'm gonna be doing some more of those, and I'm planning to film all of them. So hopefully I'll be able to post them all on Instagram. Um, And then uh, working on a few Gallery 1988 things and new pins. So hopefully I'll have a lot of new stuff to share soon. So I'm excited. Perfect.
0: Well, I think that's it for our Around the Table. That was uh, extended, but ah, that's all right. It's been eight weeks. Uh, I had to catch up with you people. I haven't seen you in two months. Um, But up next, let's talk about some categories. (laughs) Categories. The categories every week are when we talk about the dice we rolled the week before, or in my case, Kate's dice that she rolled Mm -hmm. for me the week before. We pick our topics based on those categories, and that's what we talk about. Lauren, why don't you just keep it rolling?
2: Okay, that sounds good. Uh, so I'm going to talk about an artist named Adrian Marr. Uh, he is a, a fellow graphic designer and illustrator. And the way that I discovered this artist is super fun. Uh, you all know that I am a big RuPaul's Drag Race fan. And I'm that crazy person who pays for WOW Presents Plus and watches all the international seasons. And this is actually one of the contestants that is in the new UK season. Uh, the His like drag persona is Theresa May, who is quickly becoming one of my favorites regardless of any of this stuff that I'm about to say. And I just like got freaking like so excited to like find out that they are an artist and like that, that like the art is so cool. So I sent you guys a link in chat like a while ago. So I totally recommend um, checking it out while I'm talking about it if you can. Um, but super, super cool. Um, it was really neat. Cause like in the first episode, um, Teresa had like a uh, like suit that was like drawn with all these cool, really bright characters. And he mentions offhand, like, yeah, I drew This is my art. I drew it. And then I didn't think about it too much. And then like through another drag race fan art thing that I followed, he posted that like Adrian is an artist on his own. And like, I'm so into this artwork. It is really, really cool and like super inspiring to me. So I would kind of call it like Picasso inspired for sure. So it's kind of like cubist meets pop art is sort of how I would describe it. Um, Like the it it has a lot of like cubist, um, I would say, like tendencies with like the way the faces are drawn is super picasso like but the colors and the way the cleanness of it is so much more like pop y to me like sort of cartoony and really cool and i love 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 the color palettes they're like really really colorful but not actually using sev- like a lot of different colors but it's just like the combinations are really unique and fun uh i think this is like so cool and like um they do a lot of like Portraits of other drag queens and like artwork that relates to drag race. But it's a lot of like very professional, high level artwork. Like they are doing yeah. all the promotional artwork for We're Here, which is like a show on HBO. That's a lot of fun, Um, like makeup kits, um, uh, wig kits as well, like all kinds of stuff. That's like really, really fun to see. I feel like this like art style matches that so well. And it's like so fun to look at. It is just like it, and it's really neat the way. Um, Something that I find like super inspiring with this is like I'm playing a lot lately with like using different like kind of shapes or panels to break things up in a composition. And the way that Adrian does it is really cool to me because it's really just using colors and patterns in different ways in the background to kind of move things around. And the way that they match like the patterns on people's clothes and stuff with that in the background and stuff is just like really, really creative to me. And I'm like so inspired by these ideas. So I'm like just like now not only did i just like this contestant just from like whatever i'm like such a fan of their artwork this is like so cool to me i love all of this stuff it's
0: uh it, it, he uses subtle textures as well to yeah to to bring that stuff a little bit of extra depth but i agree it's it's very much you could ex- you could uh expect to see this kind of artwork in a lot of editorial style stuff. Like if, like if you're reading through the, the New yes. Yorker or something, like you could totally see this being on a spread or the, the header image of an article for sure. Very stylized. Mm-hmm. Art, Art I Deco. noticed that he
2: does a lot of his like printing. Yeah. As like, um, resograph. So like, which is like sort of like screen printing, if you've never heard of that. Um, and like, I do love the like texture it has. And it like, even though it's a super like modern and, um, you know, like, digital looking style by using like that technique, it kind of makes it look like have that like weird texture and look totally like different and kind of like taken back in time in a weird way. I love that. Some kind of, of the stuff.
0: registration is off. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah, everything. Is I, I think this is just
1: it. so cool. I feel like it's right on the edge of, and, and it's, let me stop what I'm going to say to, to say that um, it's going to sound like what I'm saying is really negative. And I don't mean it very <laughs> negative. I'm, I'm gonna contrast this in just a second. But when you're dealing with the the flat design, low no texture, low to no texture, um pretty big colors, odd shapes, um, but still obviously human, it starts getting really close into this ultra corporate illustration territory. If you look at uh uh, you know, if if you were to look at what in in essence is like a Slack or a Facebook or a, um, mm-hmm. just one of these modern large, uh, SaaS companies, even though I just, it doesn't matter. Um, I feel <laughs> like you would almost see this illustration style almost. This still has. I feel like, like this is maybe
2: a, like that person took acid or something. <laughs>
1: well, this is, this still somehow retains like, the artistic bend to it. Well, but that's, it, it feels that's like the a editorial part two that degrees. I was talking. Right. Yeah. It, it feels like two degrees shy of moving into like the um, universal the kind art. of plain ultra commercial. Now yeah. that could be something that ends up really, working really well for a person that gets a company to step out for them when they mm-hmm. might not step out for something that's 10 degrees removed. But it's like, if you're trying to picture this in your head for the non art people like me, you can mm-hmm. almost start there as a reference and make it two degrees more French. Sure,
0: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with that. I think it's those... But it's those two degrees. Those are a harsh two degrees. Like, they are a very intentional two degrees. I think that's what... Mm-hmm. You make some design decisions that uh, take what would be considered average or normal, maybe. You know, like that kind of like baseline what you're talking about, Patrick. Uh, or like edit a, a general generally themed like editorial style and he those extra two degrees are what flips everything upside down and i think that's a bit of a commentary probably on on like a like dressing in drag anyway right like taking something that's uh Mm -hmm. like you would consider like normal air quotes normal and 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 just twisting it a bit right? um, And just enhancing it a bit. Yeah. And I think he has captured that pretty spot on with this art style.
2: Yeah. I think it's like, it is really cool. Cause like, I can kind of see what you're saying, Patrick, where like the flatness does remind me a lot of like corporate illustration. Like I do a lot of work with LinkedIn and this, it does look like theirs, but their color palette is super muted and not nearly as like exciting as any of this looks and like these are so much more playful like just even the fact that they have expressions because all the faces that i usually see are like blank when you big have those tits. corporate things yeah lots of boobies lots of everything that's what makes it fun though it's like a big gay picasso like that's <laughs> what i like about this it's really fun big gay picasso
1: was the name I band in college yeah LinkedIn normally makes you remove all the genitalia from the artwork. I'm guessing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They're not it's as in cool their, with style that. <laughs> <laughs> their
1: style guide. Their style guide. They has have a less
2: penis. drag queens in their <laughs> <laughs> illustrations. More like just uh, you know regular corporate people. But yeah, <laughs>
0: I would love to see. I would love to see a LinkedIn style funny. guide where there's a page of like the green check mark versus the red X, and one of them is like one of these illustrations <laughs> with a penis, and it just has a big old red X <laughs> over top of it. <laughs>
2: Oh, gosh. He's <laughs> so funny. <laughs>
1: now, okay. See, now what I want is what you're describing, Andrew. Yeah. But the green checkmark side is like one example. The red X side is like 50 examples, and each is increasingly more explicit. <laughs> yeah, more explicit.
2: <laughs> Basically, like the Karma Sutra translated um. into their illustration style. <laughs>
0: I could totally see this guy doing Kama Sutra, by the way. like
2: That'd be so funny. Yeah, I, I could totally picture it in that style.
0: Yeah. No, um, hold well, on, I'm will... picturing it in that
2: style right now. One second. <laughs> give, me, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Got a very sexy episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's been but yes, so for our
1: Patreon patrons, patreon.com slash M of one podcast, two dollars, four dollars, six dollars a month. <laughs> M of one after dark.
2: If you would like to see the actual like artwork, you have to look up um Adrian Marr, which is just Adrian underscore Mar M-A-R. But if you would like to see his drag, definitely check out um theresa may uh that is the like drag persona that he has and theresa is so awesome i really hope she goes very far in drag race uk
0: <laughs> i have yet to see one episode of any of that stuff
2: it's so great the drag race uk like is maybe my favorite <laughs> it's now out of defiance
0: uh
1: I, yeah i like it
2: love it all right um patrick why don't you take it next
1: All right, so this week I'm talking about toys. And there wasn't anything this week that got me very excited. Although, I will say Five Points Fest did announce dates for next year's event. And they did announce uh, some online dates as well. So if you're interested in that, then for sure go check it out. But I was um, inspired by something else that I saw on Kickstarter. I'm going to real quick. uh, So we actually, uh, for those that don't know, which you should, um, we don't record this in the same room. We, We actually record from all over the country. Yeah. Uh, within a one-hour radius. and um, <laughs> But I will share my screen with you. So I saw this on Kickstarter. This is uh, called the Hope Haven Little Home. And it's supposed to be like a modern dollhouse. Uh, it's actually built into Cute. a like a tin lunchbox. The background that you see is um, can be swapped out, whether they're paper inserts or magnetic inserts. You can uh, just swap those out. I believe they're paper. And then the decorations you get, because it's a metal lunchbox i said 10 i don't know what the metal actually is i'm not a metallurgist but because it's a metal lunchbox all the decorations that you use can have magnets and so you can like magnet things to the wall into the floor and, and rearrange and decorate um now these are they're like 100 bucks or something I, I don't know how much they are um you you can decide whether or not that's worth it however here's what i imagined we've talked about miniatures a lot on the show and, uh, and I've got space that I need to, to fill on my shelf. This is like a really great size for three-inch dunnies. And what yeah. I would love to challenge someone to do mm. is to create uh, like a little dunny environment from a lunchbox. I, I think it's such like an- a diorama. An, it's exactly yeah. what it's like. And, and I think it, it, again, because you have the uh, ability to use magnets uh, that's great for the the decoration part. It's very easy to print out something and cut it to shape and stick it as a background. Dunny's already their correct size. You can of course uh, go with vintage lunchboxes and already have something to to pull Theemed. from. Yeah, yeah, theme to then carry through to what you do inside the setting. But this entire segment is just to say I need someone to create me themed super rad. Lunchbox dioramas. Yeah, you know who would do an incredible job at this. That'd be awesome. Jared Circus Bear. Oh, he would do an incredible job at this let's, for sure. Let's message him and tell we need him. to get this, this idea would be so to him. So fun
2: to make. Yes. How much will you pay me? Because I'll do it.
1: <laughs> but I will say I will go and show you more of because I because this is coming from Hope Haven. I will show you a little bit more of Hope Haven, uh, Haven the way this is set out. Um, Again, I don't think that these decorations fit my demographic, but I think what I'm describing fits my demographic. But some of this stuff is really nice. Thinking in terms of a modern, compact dollhouse, the fact that it immediately folds up on itself. All the pieces are are very small, and they're either wood or they're paper. Um, And the the design aesthetic they've gone for is a very uh, modern kind of home aesthetic.
0: Honestly, Mackenzie style. It's 100%. it
2: totally is. Oh, my gosh, you're totally right.
1: One of these because it's a gift for you could for get it for
2: her birthday
1: yeah like that's already planned we are already doing too much for make it look like your house it'd
2: be so cute
1: yeah and lauren <laughs> will do it it is totally yeah. her style but that yeah. also because it's her style that means it's a yeah,
0: lot of people making style. tiny things
2: yes yes <laughs> yeah uh
1: it
0: is pinterest <laughs> target pinterest style that's 100 um, percent um
2: it's very like okay so like modern minimalist like soft colors like you know very simple patterns
0: it's really cute go to hearth and heart or whatever
1: it's called the
2: the chip and and Home or whatever yeah Yeah. yeah. go to chip and joanna Gaines
1: uh section of target and that's the style that
2: is but on that note
1: i will say they've only so far lunchbox white
2: it's very cute
1: this has been up i assume a few days because there's 26 days left and i think you set them for like a 34 start or whatever Maybe you can customize it. I don't you know. You can customize it a bit, yeah. But uh, they've only, as far as actually purchasing the entire box, they've only sold about 10 of them so far, which is pretty surprising because I, I do see oh. where there could be a really cool market for this. And it fits very well into that, mm-hmm. um, frankly, that LuLaRoe. If you haven't watched that new documentary, Lula Rich, you should check it out. But it fits very, very <laughs> well into that uh, kind of LuLaRoe demographic. Uh, these the, the young 30-something... Mother that probably that has great two kids. Yeah, exactly. Uh, goes to Starbucks every You'd day. probably
2: have a gather sign. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, so I'm surprised they haven't sold more of these. I actually think these could do really well uh, with this demographic. But again, my challenge is for someone to make a really cool one. Like, Go buy a vintage lunchbox. Bring that theme throughout. Work in some toys. It's going to be amazing. So that's
2: it. It would be interesting if they made things like this that were more geared toward action figures. So you could have one that's like Ninja Turtles themed and make it a little like sewer playground, you know, like things like that. Like, you know, well, I think that's what
0: that's what Patrick's calling people to. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he's brought he's trying to broaden the spectrum on this
2: because like when I was a kid, like I had a dollhouse, but my brother had action figures. So I always thought like they were cooler than the dolls, So I would always play with them in the dollhouse. So it feels like you could just make a dollhouse for your action figures.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had that sewer playset, and it was my greatest Christmas gift ever.
2: That was, like, um, one of my favorite toys ever as well. <laughs> all
0: right. So I'm rounding the bases this week, and I was given by Kate Carlson. Carlson? Carlson. Carlton. Carlton with an S. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> only if it's possessive. <laughs> <laughs> and I would never try to possess her. I want that to be clear. I cannot be yes. clear enough. Uh, Kate Carlton... Um, She gave me TV and past. And so here's what I'm going to do. I have watched a metric F ton of TV in recent past. All right. I've been working on a lot of projects that I can't talk about yet. Um, And so in the meantime, while I was working on that stuff, I had the TV on. Um, And I know you might be thinking, man, that's a lot of TV to be watching while you're hiking through northern uh, New York. But I know.
2: But Appalachia. I did it. I
0: got it done. So I am want to bring three different shows with a different spin on past. All right. So first one, the Fun. first one is going to be a blast from the past. And that is the news that Seinfeld is now on Netflix. Netflix has the entire uh, series of Seinfeld as of this past week. Um, and I have started watching through that again. I've never watched that from from episode one to episode end, whatever it is. Uh, I've never watched it all the way through.
2: Yeah, I've only ever watched random ones.
0: So the show started in 1989. 1989 to 1990-something? 98. So 1989 to 1998. So I wasn't watching Seinfeld when I was four years old. Um, And so I'm watching some of these episodes for the first time. I've watched it primarily in syndication, but it's back it's on the netflix has the entire collection of it but there is this does not come without some controversy i know what you could be thinking like what is there to be controversial about uh it's seinfeld everybody likes seinfeld it's on netflix everybody has netflix accessibility oh that's fantastic here's the one issue that people are having that there is Why some of I... the jokes of seinfeld happen in the scene they don't happen in the words some of the jokes and the payoff happen in the visual and because Netflix has brought has brought the show on they have made the whole show 16 by 9 which it wasn't it would have been 4-3 back uh, the the, rate the aspect ratio because of that there are some scenes of some episodes where some of the jokes that have visual payoff don't get the payoff because the joke has been cut out.
1: The top and bottom would be cut cut out. Yeah, exactly. To make a four by three, 16 by nine, it would mean that you end up almost like a reverse letterbox. but You would end up losing the top and bottom. Yes. And so because of that,
2: like on Hulu, they have like old, always sunny episodes in three, four.
0: That's true. But Netflix did not choose to do that. Uh, They might go back and undo what they did because there is some uh, a bit of controversy around it. That being said, I've enjoyed having it back on. It's on kind of in the background while I'm doing stuff. I've only, I'm only two, I could, it just came out this weekend. So I'm like two days into watching it, but I'm already on like season three. Oh. Um, it's uh, so Seinfeld, my one, one, one thing I want to say about, about Seinfeld. Uh, that's not a, that's not a positive thing about Seinfeld. I do like Seinfeld, but one thing I've learned in rewatching this, Seinfeld's not an actor. <laughs> he's, like if you go back and watch the first couple seasons of seinfeld it's just him talking and he breaks all the time he's constantly smiling and laughing <laughs> at things that other characters are doing um he is not an actor he's just himself doing his bits with other people on that show and so when you talk about it being a show about nothing I mean that's true it truly is that. So anyway, uh Seinfeld's back, blast from the past. Second thing, reliving the past. There is a show that I'm sure you guys have heard about on Netflix. This is a Netflix original, I think, or uh, Netflix owns the property. I don't think they originally created it. Squid Game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Squid Game is a Korean show. Oh, Trevor's been show. watching this. It's a Korean show that is, it's an all-Korean cast. The whole thing is in Korean, but it's been dubbed into uh, American English. Um, and I will not even attempt to tell you the, the actors' names um, because that would be offensive. Me trying to do it would be offensive. Um, but an incredibly talented cast of Korean actors uh, and one Pakistani <laughs> actor... It's literally all Korean and then one Pakistani actor, um, but here's the the basic gist of the show. Uh, it is a survival style game, but in the truest sense of survival, uh, where they mm-hmm. th- they start off with 400 and some, maybe 450 or something like that, contestants uh, in this game. Now these people these people sign on to be a part of the game. But they don't know what they're signing on for. So that and there's there's a commonality of all these people. I won't tell you that it's it's kind of key to the story. You learn it in mm-hmm. the first episode, but it's key to the story. Um, but then yeah, you go through these things that are called the Squid Games, where you are, um, where they whittle down. Who is left to compete for a massive amount of money? Now, here's the way that money gets accumulated. Each person who is competing is worth forty million. Uh, it's not yen. It's whatever the Korean... I can't. I don't know what the Korean currency is, but it's like forty million or forty-five million um, of this currency each person. And there's yeah. over four hundred people. As P- as contestants drop off, and when I say drop off, I mean they are killed as they are eliminated from the game, their (laughs) value gets placed into the bank. So at the end of the game, whoever is left alive gets to take the entire bank, which is something like 40 something billion of their currency, which is a ton. It's just a ton. Um, And so that's, that's the, the overarching premise, the key to it though, and why Mm -hmm. I'm calling this a, a, uh, Reliving the past is the way that they do it is through children's games that all of these people played when they were growing up, and they never know what game they're getting ready to play until they walk into the arena. But there are dire consequences to losing. The very first game, and I'll tell you this one, I won't tell you any other ones. The very first game is Red Light Green Light. I
2: saw most of the first one episode, yeah, Red
0: Light Green Light. And in Red Light Green Light, if you know the rules you run until the person turns around they say they say green light and you run and then they say red light and turn around and uh if they see you moving after they say red light you have to go back and start over same rules apply here except right. if your body moves at all after the robotic uh <laughs> rule uh, rule maker like this it's a a big giant robot girl who has cameras in her eyes mm-hmm. when she turns it's back around looking. when she turns back around if you're moving at all someone snipes you from a crow's nest <laughs> <laughs> you you get killed um yeah and so and
2: it's really nasty
0: oh it is it is brutal and and it's visceral really and it is it is not a so cooper had heard about this show because uh, he's a uh, uh, yeah, he's in middle school now and people A talk big, about things. And so, yeah, he asked me to watch. I had heard about it, but I hadn't watched it yet. He asked me mm-hmm. if uh, to watch it so that I could tell him whether or not it was something he could watch. And after the first episode, I texted him and said, you can't watch this, buddy. <laughs> like, it's it's incredibly. <laughs> yeah, graphic. I
2: think you made the right um, choice.
0: It's incredibly graphic. But that's how the show goes, and so they they continue to bring up these children's games, and they have to relive the rules and figure out how to do that. But obviously, the twist is if you get it wrong, you die. Um, very very cool show, very intriguing, mm-hmm. very different, uh, original, and um, honestly, you get past the it's dubbed, so you're not having to read subtitles, but you get past that like language barrier, you know, oddity uh by about episode 2 or 3 and then mm-hmm. it just becomes normal and you can you you hear it as as normal and you don't feel like it's being dubbed. It is a massive test mm-hmm. of like um social experiment. It's it's crazy. Uh when you see what people will do for yeah. money and uh I'll give you one final like little twist to it if in in the rules if everybody if they consensus it has been made of the con, of the contestants that they want to stop the game they will end the game and send them home so you think about that once you realize that what everybody you gets signed the up money for uh, and everybody you get no you forfeit the opportunity to get any money but you also can reclaim your life you're not going to be put in danger if you think about the psychological twistedness of that this show is brilliant um, and so, and that's all I'll say. There's a lot more to it. I I yeah. would recommend watching it if you have some time. Not a family show, but it is very very good. Finally, and what I want to say about uh, about the the whole past is this is a show that you don't want to let get past you. Mm, uh, nice. Uh, this is a show that is currently on HBO max or HBO now or whatever. Um, it's a show called the white Mm -hmm. Lotus, the white Lotus. is
2: Yes. I love that
0: show so much. It was great. The white Lotus is a show created, written, directed, uh, everything by Mike white. Um, and it has some incredible actors in it. So it's got, uh, uh, Stifler's mom. So Jennifer Coolidge is in this film. Um, (laughs) Scott. Uh, and she Connie
2: is the queen of that show. She's so good.
0: Oh, I hate her character, but that's fine. Well, we, we're we not going to dive into it too much. But we has, can like, talk about it off lines.
2: Oh, my gosh. We
0: can talk about it off air. Okay, um, yeah. Connie Britton is in this show. Uh um, mm-hmm. Steve Zahn is in this show. Killed it. Steve's on killed it in this show. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a bunch of people that I didn't, I didn't recognize. I I don't know the guy
2: who plays Armand, but he's amazing. Yeah. His
0: name is Murray Bartlett and he plays, uh, he plays Armand. It is a six episode mini series arc about this vacation spot, this like high end vacation spot in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And um, you get introduced to a handful of families um, who are visiting this resort all at the same time. Um, there's a newlywed couple. There's a, a very well-to-do family who has a, a son and daughter and the daughter brings a friend with her um, and their relationship is a little mm-hmm. on the rocks. Uh, and you've got this woman played by Jennifer Coolidge who uh, who recently lost her mother and she's gone there like, to, to cast her ashes out into the ocean. Uh, but she's got a lot of heavy baggage. And then you're also getting to know the the staff of the White Lotus, um, mm-hmm. and all of the the shenanigans and all of the uh, misadventures that happen with them. So anyway, um, the show takes place over the course oh, of a week, like four four to seven days. this whole show takes place. Um, and some of the things that happen are just otherworldly, crazy. <laughs> but everything that happens is very relatable. It's it's hard to it, they I feel like they did a good job of well of bridging between something that is totally outlandish but also at the same time like I could see that happening. <laughs> like those two well, things are Well, it's funny hard to because
2: do. like it's it's sort of like absurd situations but they're like just just a little bit weird. Like, you know, like they could happen to anybody, but it's also like how the people are reacting that makes it weird or like the like just some other background tension that you you know about but like one half of the argument won't know about and things like yes. that like it's such a good show and the soundtrack is killer So the
0: soundtrack is great the way that this, the show is shot Patrick cinem- cinematically absolutely beautiful you would love sure. it just I just I, know I that, that you show. would love it I Here's what I hate about the show one I hated the ending absolutely hate the ending but two
2: The ending is is a bit disappointing Yeah
0: the two the second thing that I hated the show is an anxiety inducer.
2: Yes, the music, yes.
0: The way the, sh- the episodes are shot, the way that the characters are responding, the all of that. Every episode starts here on an anxiety level, and every episode ends here on the anxiety level. And for those but of you, it, who but, can't but they see keep what ramping
2: doing, it up, in every week, and it manages to get higher every time, and it's so.
0: I'll say funny. Yeah, I'll say like, this. I'll say this. It's. Uh, in the very first episode in the intro of the first episode, you see that you are a week in the future. You're, you're a Mm -hmm. week in in the future, or I guess you should say you're in the present Um, and you find out that they are loading. Everyone is leaving for the week. They are Mm -hmm. loading a, a body onto the plane. It says human remains. They're loading it Mm -hmm. onto the plane to be taken back uh, to the mainland. And, you don't know who that person is every episode. And then it cuts back to seven days or eight days prior. And then every episode you're trying to figure out who the hell dies. Cause it could be any one of them at any point during this show. It yeah. is a really, it was really, really well,
2: only one person. It couldn't be.
0: Yeah, that's true. One person. It couldn't that was, be. And that it's was the, the one, only thing. It, and it's the one person you wanted it to be. Yeah. <laughs> like
2: it's, it's incredibly so well true.
0: done. Patrick, you yeah, should watch the show. I really love that show. You and Mackenzie would love I it. I know
2: that I talked about this like a while ago, did, and like, yeah. but it was when the show first started, and like, we hadn't seen the ending yet. But it is so good, and I'm I don't know if the, like I heard they're going to do a second season, but they it's are. really open ended to how they're going to do it. Like they could start like a whole new hotel and have new characters all from scratch, or maybe just one or two characters from that ho- from the first one and have like moved to a new hotel, or I, maybe new management. Who knows?
1: I haven't seen it, so forgive me. This doesn't sound like it makes sense but my understanding from what i just recently read is that it's going to be a whole new cast of people but showing their stay at the white lotus yeah
2: and that that makes makes perfect sense that makes
0: total sense you could because it's focused around the the location and the location is absolutely beautiful because it's it's focused around that you could totally have people coming in and out of there and just highlighting different stories so anyway don't miss this show It's good.
2: Yeah, I will also just say like kudos to how clever they were to shoot that whole show in COVID because it's like a small tight cast all shot in that one resort that they could just like shut down and have for the whole thing and like that's kind of how the show was born out of the like necessity to come up with something like that but man, is it so good. Like I I really loved that show. It's intense.
0: Uh, Yes. There are elements of levity that that are funny. It causes you to have to think about your life and your life choices and society and culture there's a lot of of uh instigation of thought um that it brings about but it's it's a good and i don't think the end if if i could watch all of the way up to the last 30 minutes of that of the series i would be i think it would be perfect it loses some points on the end but that's okay Go watch The White Lotus. It's fantastic.
2: I will also say the longer I've sat on that ending, the better it feels. But it still was, like, not very satisfying, I don't think. Not satisfying. Does I that make it, sense?
0: Yeah, I watched it yesterday, so I'm still in that unsatisfied mode. Okay, yeah, so. yeah.
2: Like, after a while, I was like, you know, that kind of was the only answer, really. <laughs> sure, sure. But, but, like, but but like I was really annoyed, like, the night that I saw it. Because I was like, ah, why? <laughs> yeah, you,
0: just, you just feel a little unsettled, but...
2: All I, right, I, I totally think, get
0: uh, it. I think that's it. We covered a lot. This is a an extended episode. So if you're still mm-hmm. listening, fun. way to way to hang in there, crew. Um, it's good to be back in the swing of things. You can find everything that we talked about in our show notes. Um, head on over to m of You can find the show notes there or on your iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or uh Spotify, wherever it is you're listening to this, while you're there, you can like, rate, and review the show uh and subscribe to it that's a very helpful thing for us um and uh while you're on the website you can find a ton of stuff in the archive you can find some things to buy over at some shops you can subscribe to things our uh we have other shows on the network the dungeons and designers crew have been killing it like yeah the quality of the show that uh, they yeah. put out is like it's stellar like absolutely stellar the visuals and everything oh gosh they're good um, so go check out that. And then I believe mm-hmm. Doc, uh, Doc Reed is doing a draw a Disney drawtober prompt for this month's um, uh, drawing board. So keep your eyes peeled for that and uh, pay I attention to so. socials. Um, other than that, I think everything that you need to find is on M of one or over on our Slack channel. Uh, just click on the Slack icon when you're on the website and uh, join the conversation in there. Before we get out of this episode, though, let's roll some dice properly and uh, get set for next week.
2: Let's do it.
1: Go for it, Patrick. Nine. And I'm going to pair that with a four. Yes.
2: A nine is toys again. So fun.
1: Any toys. Sounds good. <laughs> All
2: I might right. do adult
1: uh, toys next week. Hey.
2: You already did that this week.
1: <laughs> For our patrons, <laughs> i'm gonna go try out the uh, mr peanut method we discussed Honestly, earlier
0: lauren that might be the quickest and wittiest thing i've heard you say maybe ever <laughs> like that was really good i'm very oh, impressed with that thank you, thank that. you. <laughs> yeah
2: congratulations every now and then i get in a zinger <laughs> uh i got an 18 which this week is food food and what's your modifier Oh, three. Thank you. I always forget okay. that one. All right, and I rolled a four. A four. Where's four? Four is business.
0: Business, and I rolled a two, which means present business. So the business. This has been a good time hand. to talk about Facebook. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we're lucky, everything will crash again next week.
2: Great. Um, It'll be all right. Twitter's turn.
0: <laughs> we are going to hop out of this episode. Thank you, Patrick and Lauren, for holding down the fort for the last couple months. How would you rate my intro
1: and outro ability?
0: Uh, I would rate your intro and outro ability out of 10. I would rate it, I'd give you a solid 8. Do it out of the, 11. The fir- out of 11? Hmm. I'd give you a 6. <laughs> <laughs> um you, you dropped two for making me change the rules afterward. Uh it you it was funny listening to you acknowledge how hard it is <laughs> to do on the first episode. But after like the first episode, you got your rhythm down. Unless there's like hours and hours of yeah. of cut footage that I'll never but, know. Um but it was nice to hear you go like i don't I, know I will how stick he does up for this.
2: Patrick and say almost every week you got it like on the first take.
0: Yeah. After yeah. the first week, because the first yeah. week I said, you, I said
2: almost yeah. every week, not yeah. every single week. But I think like there's like two weeks where you like stumbled and then like almost every other time it was like one take wonder.
0: Yeah, I was That's right. I was quite impressed and proud. Uh, it was funny to hear you say like, this feels really fast, but I was watching the timestamp and this is the this is the amount of time it takes him to say this. <laughs> like, you brought science <laughs> to it, which was like, I'm like, yeah, it, it can be fast. Um, but thank you for holding down the fort. I'm glad to be back. Uh, lots to share. Lots of fun stuff nice on the horizon. Back. Uh, it's going to be a good time. But for now, we're going to hop out of this episode. I'm Andrew. I'm Lauren. I'm Patrick.
1: Peace out. Adios. Bye.